Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. Even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm gonna have this this shirt for a long time. I can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a... within miles of that place. I'm out. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Adam Hill is here. You heard it. Battleborn Broadcast Center. It's Steve Cofield back in our Finley Toyota Studios is Ari. We got a good big five on the way, and we're going to try to hook up with our buddy Willie Ramirez on an NBA report that he had last night, WNBA talk as well, as we'll recap what was going on uh, with the Aces in that game, and the Aces have advanced to the finals. Big five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Spitgate. Spitgate. Something to do with some movie that's out, Spitgate, and the, by the way, Can or Con? We've done this before. Con. Con Film Festival. Yes. Get it right. Can? You said Can. Sure. Con. Con. Can. So what's going on with Spitgate? We got some actresses spitting on each other. We actors. got actors. What's going yeah. on? Supposedly, Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. I don't I don't know. Do I know Chris Pine? Let me look up a picture. I only know these uh, these young actresses as an old guy. I only, I only know them from their photos. He's an actor. Did I say actress? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, I know him, yeah. He's yeah. been in a lot of stuff. Uh, so, supposedly that happened. Uh, reps for both have denied it. I clearly think it's true, obviously. Uh, this, these things don't just come out of nowhere. Uh, so, I, I think there's enough drama behind the scenes. We just mentioned the lead actress and uh, female director apparently hate each other, uh, which would be Olivia Wilde. Apparently, there was some sort of rumored salaciousness between some of the actors who were co-mingling and it's just been wild so could this potentially be all contrived sure there seems to be a lot here and it's enough to make me want to see a movie that i would have otherwise never in a million years dreamed of seeing i like this did, did they put everything aside and figure out a way to come up with a good movie it sounds like it got very very positive reaction from people that saw it over there so maybe they were able to make a great movie despite everybody hating each other. I think that would be great. So much TV We've to watch. We've seen it in sports, right? Yeah. So much to catch up on. Uh, the Donaghy documentary. Watched it. On Netflix. Um, not I'm great. See- I'm seeing a prevailing thought that the documentary is not good, but no. the stuff that came out about David Stern, who we dubbed Don David Sternio sure. years ago. Rest in peace. But we dubbed him that because he... Said to Stan Van Gundy after Van Gundy made a stepped out of line and said something inappropriate, at least according to Stern. Stern basically said, we won't be seeing him anymore. It was very mob-like in the way he delivered it. So we called him Don David Sternio. And now I'm reading at least one person, a blogger, saying Stern was more powerful than the mob and the FBI. Yeah. I mean, according you watched it or no? I didn't watch it yet. It's not But that right there... The fact that we get a little more on David Stern, who I think hasn't really been exposed for the guy he was. I'm not saying he was a terrible guy, but he had a lot of power, and he was a bull in a china closet. Oh, or a china and, shop. And according to this, for sure. So yeah. if you if you watch it, and I'm sure most people will, I, I did check it out. Um, the first, so it starts off with a statement from the NBA, 
and it says uh, the NBA was asked to comment on this documentary or to you know participate in the documentary. They declined, and the statement was, "It's a it you know it's old news. Everybody knows everything they need to know. We've moved on, or something along those lines." And then it said, "Stay tuned." Basically, so basically they're indicating something new is going to happen. Now the first, I think it's an hour and a half long, maybe an hour twenty, whatever it is. The first eighty-five percent of it, I, I found rehashing nothing new and i find donaghy more and more to not be fully telling the truth about what happened um clearly again you know the scott foster stuff is brought up uh and rehashed and it's more clear than ever that he was involved in some way and that many other officials were involved in some way in what was going on those are all old news and and it's fine but then you get to the last you know 10 to 15 percent of the documentary and it's essentially insinuating that David Stern kind of overruled the FBI in their investigation and pushed them off and said they, he was offering jobs to people that were doing the investigating. I'm like, why don't you come work for us? You're the kind of guy I need over here. Like, uh, we're investigating you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it, it was pretty insane, some of what was insinuated. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. In this documentary I'm so excited! About, about what Stern did in the aftermath Woo! of this investigation to make sure, like, hey, that's one guy. You got him. It was a rogue official. Let's move on. And it didn't seem like that is how the investigation should have gone or how the FBI wanted it to go. But apparently David Stern has a lot more power than we thought he did. Number four. We rarely do this because we are great actors and we don't want to be stolen away from doing sports radio. Actresses, I guess. What True. Actors. Um, can you open the story of uh, Brian Kelly that's in our rundown? Because I'm going to need you to play. I think since you're more the Daily Beat reporter. Sure. Uh, you're gonna have to play Leah Van here, who is a writer from the Baton Rouge Advocate. Sure. Can you do this? Sure. You have it loaded. Yeah, I already, I, I do the quote anyway. Okay. So, so I know my lines. Brian <laughs> Brian Kelly. I'm gonna botch my lines. Brian Kelly. And I I should be able to do this because Brian Kelly's kind of prickly. Uh, Brian Kelly's at his press conference the other day. I'm getting ready to yell from, getting ready to yell from the from the pool. And. Uh, He's at the podium, and he says, we'll open it up to this late-arriving media crowd that must have enjoyed the weekend. That's usually $10 that we put in the kitty. We'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. Maybe if you win, we'd be on time. Wow, that was pretty good. Well, that, that was a man voice. You I did need a female, voice. Yeah, a female voice. So that actually happened. Uh, Kelly was busting some chops. Sure. And uh, this Leah Van said, maybe if you win... I'd be on time immediately. You've got a lot of people out there who are just anti-media no matter what. Cause sure. they've been fed this garbage immediately. There were of course, anonymous folks who were like, if I was her boss at the paper, she'd be fired. Now, when we delve into the story a little more, she says that the con- press conference was at noon. She was running from a doctor's appointment, got there at 1157. Brian Kelly called me out and jokingly uh, said, I owed him $10. Um, I said if he won, maybe I'd be on time. Not my finest hour. I apologize afterwards. He was super chill and then said, I still owe him $10. She also said, I know Brian Kelly likes to joke. He clearly took it as one from our conversation afterwards. All in good fun, fam. I mean, didn't we, didn't, is this kind of similar to what we went through with finding media in the locker room here? But that was for what? Stepping on the Raiders logo? Yeah. By the way, in the practice locker room, there is a massive sign in uh, in marker written by the players. You know, I'd have to be at this LSU press conference to see what the mood was, like what Kelly was like. 
I mean, I can't imagine that he's devastated from losing that game against Florida State. But if the mood were different and it was kind of edgy and you threw out, you know, maybe at be on time if you win and you're like, whoa. Well, hey, you took the shot first. You you can't really get mad. Like, you're taking a shot at the media. I mean, you, you know normally I would approve this. Uh, but I would also, you know, I would have no problem just walking and dropping the beat, you know. Sure. Um, and if this were like, like, if this is Brian Kelly in year two and they're three and eight, and they're going to game twelve, and he's he's going to get fired. I mean, that's a different different place. I guess it's it's okay. I don't know that I would do it, but I also wasn't there, so I don't know what the mood was. And yeah. I also don't know what her relationship is with Brian Kelly. Sure, and you know, if 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 we take her explanation at face value and that. Everything was cool. They had a conversation afterward, which, by the way, those that absolutely, I'm sure, is true. Like, those things happen all the time where something happens in a presser and then you talk afterward. Uh, I totally believe that happened. And she said, hey, it was totally cool. We were, you know, joked about it afterwards and, and we're fine. And that that could be very true. Uh, but she said that he jokingly said it. Like, he didn't look like he was joking to me. Oh, really? If that's, if that's his joking, <laughs> like, right. I, that, that's a weird joking demeanor. Can I – I know this is not popular to do right now because – He's got a bad rep from Notre Dame, and the way he exited was a little bit weird. Can I defend Brian Kelly a no, little bit? No, when I, keep, I will not stand. Well, for when that. I keep hearing, I hear, I hear, you know, Northerners and maybe some Southerners saying it too. Like he's not cut out for this job. This is going to be an epic failure. This is not Urban Meyer. Sure, Urban Meyer is it was a hack for the NFL. Brian Kelly will win at LSU, but you have to you have to realize what he's taking over. We just saw, and I yeah, like Ed Orgeron seems like. A fun guy, you know. He's a rah-rah guy. He's a guy who's on the staff, but he can't be running the staff because he also wants to act like Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds sure. and you know doink a bunch of chicks and you know live the life and spend his money, right? Like I don't. Brian Kelly is not that. He is a good football coach, but he's also cleaning up what has been a massive mess, massive. Yeah. And they didn't. It's like not like they lost to Florida State. I think is going to be decent. They didn't lose forty-eight to three. Because I see people immediately are like six and six, five and seven. Like, we'll see. The SEC is tough, but do you think he's going to be a total failure at LSU because he doesn't match the region? Well, I think it, it depends what total failure is. Like, I think he's going to be a winning coach. I don't think he's going to be a you know perennial playoff coach, even in the expansion to twelve. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a good football coach. I've I've never thought he was some amazing coach, uh, and I think there's there's still questions about him off the field that I have concerns about for sure. Uh, so I, I don't know how well it's going to work out. I, he definitely is an outsider. There's no question about that, yeah. uh, which might not be a bad thing after what they just went through. You're right. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think he's a slam dunk. It's definitely going to work out at some point. Like, hey, just have patience. It'll be there. Like, I think there should be some, uh, some, you know, deadline pressure of it better happen fairly soon. Number three. Ramonte Adams, Derek Carr speaking today. Anything? Scintillating, any insight to the game plan, more about their friendship. I saw ESPN.com did a big piece on Devontae. There was some cool stuff that came out in that. Clearly, the whitewater Derek, rafting trip. The whitewater rafting trip was a, a fascinating one. Um, I've told stories about – actually, you know what? JBT and I yesterday were talking about uh, the possibility. Could John – because John's probably – I don't think Candy is. Willie's kind of an outdoor guy because he goes hiking. But I know you and I are not whitewater rafting guys, and I – I was trying to pitch John with his two boys. He's got some uh, young kids that, like, ten years from now, that could be a rite of passage. Go camping and hit out on the on the rapids. But we will not be there. It'll be John and his two sons. There's no way we'll be there. If there's like me a as like sixty something. Well, you know what? 
If it's camping, I don't have to do anything. No, I just get to cabin. eat, eat, eat. That's a good point. Because yeah. the, the times I've gone on tented camping trips, I could not get to a cabin quick enough. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're like, hey, we're going to go stay in a cabin, and during the day, we're going to go rafting. over there. you guys can go during the day. Like, at night, exactly. I'll be there hanging out. Like, yeah, that's fine. If there's, like, a that's dish. That's my camping. A direct TV dish <laughs> yeah. or a satellite yeah. dish, whatever, at the, at the cabin. I can just watch football during there's the day. There's no Wi-Fi up here! Yeah. What is this, nuts? We, no. That, that would be a problem. got to be somewhere close to civilization. Yeah. If there was you drive a, 45 minutes to the river. If there was a popular coffee shop up on the hill in the town or whatever, uh, then sure. Uh, I'd, I'd be there. But, yes, in general, like, a camping trip, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, and certainly not as, like, with a... Like a pal, like hey, let's go. White, let's go challenge ourselves to a, a tough whitewater rafting trip. Like, nah, I'm out. Like, there's no way that would happen. Uh, so yeah, th- that was about it. I thought uh, uh, one of the things that I wrote about was Devonta Adams just talking about whether J.C. Jackson plays or not for the uh, for the Chargers. Uh, looks like he's probably trending toward not playing in this game. Uh, did not practice today. Had a surgical procedure on his ankle a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but Devonte has often in the past, and uh, it was funny when he was asked about it today. He's like. I don't know how much of my media appearances you've seen. He's like, I don't really care who I'm going against. I don't really game plan for specific guys. They have to play game plan for me. Like, I just do what I do and I get open. Uh, so doesn't, not really concerned, I guess. Uh, he's not. But it, I think it is a big deal in, in the fact that, you know, the guy was brought in to, to fix an anemic pass defense and he's not going to be out there. And I think that's probably a benefit for the Raiders, even if, the, even if they don't want to talk about that. Number two. Injury report for the Raiders. Pretty clean. Darren Waller's hamstring. How is it? All good. I, I, I find this very interesting for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we know how the Patriots have handled injury reports in the past. And again, it's not the Patriots. It's Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. But they've done a lot of things like the Patriots have done in the past. And the, pa- the Patriots have played games with injury reports. Whether it's putting nobody on there or at some points listing everyone on the injury report. Uh, they've played games in the past, and they've been caught playing games in the past. But the Raiders' injury report today was clean. Wow. Not a player listed on the injury report, which is interesting because Darren Waller has been out the entire training camp with a hamstring issue. Sounds like that's been healed by a new agent. Um, I guess he's like a Mr. Miyagi type that can just clap his hands together and Drew Rosenhaus, you know, do the... Uh, do the rubbing of the leg and everything's good with Darren Waller. No injury. Nothing there. Not even questionable. Not even limited in practice. He's good to go, as is everybody else on the team. Um, I think there's some noteworthy things maybe that you know might might be brought out in the next couple of days. But for right now, nothing on the injury report. And your feeling is with Rosenhaus, they're working towards a deal. I saw Rosenhaus yeah. make a comment. If they don't have a deal done by Sunday, is Waller playing? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, I think that... There hasn't been a whole lot of time, and I think there's enough progress on both sides that they feel, you know, it'll get done at some point. Lamar, Lamar Jackson set Friday as a deadline today, um, but I think uh, Darren Waller and Andrew Rosenhaus, they just started working on this a couple days ago. I mean, I know it was already kind of, you know, halfway there maybe with the old, old representation, but it sounds like they're close enough that they might just play. Tell me if I'm wrong on this one in saying that if they're really close to a deal, Darren Waller has some horrendous injury in game one. The deal's not signed. That Mark Davis would still go through with it. Like, I wonder what the hell would happen. So do I. Right? But I think, I mean, I think Mark Davis would want to. You would think so. And again, the, the issue with Darren Waller is that there's zero guaranteed money left on his contract. And we've talked about that before. Like, I wouldn't be playing. I wouldn't be out there. Uh, but he at least has had a couple of practices and he's getting closer. So 
it seems like they are they're at least close enough to feel like all right this is probably going to happen soon number one coming up we're going to hit number one after the break we'll get into the aces the victory they've reached the wnba finals uh really good i thought really cool moments after the game i got sucked in by it i'm not a giant fan of the WNBA. I don't dislike it. I just don't follow it like, you know, a lot of hardcore fans do. I thought the aftermath of the game with Chelsea Gray and Sue Bird was dynamite. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Hanging at the Battle Born Broadcast Center. It's Cofield and Company. Awesome game last night, especially down the stretch. Aces beat the storm. Two birds' career is over. Not something I'm happy about, uh, but I was happy that the Aces won. I'm happy that Las Vegas is in the finals. Listen to some of the uh, highlights here down the stretch. These were some of the key plays, and we're talking Chelsea Gray buckets and good defensive stops. Stewart, one-on-one with Wilson. Stoke shading. Stewart, spinning. Puffing, can't finish it. Tough angle, good deep from Wilson. Asia Wilson has not sat for a second since game two. Tied at 87. Gray, you bet! Chelsea Gray! It's just unreal what she's doing in these playoffs. She was awesome. Three-pointer there, and the defense by Asia Wilson in a one-on-one situation. Ball pitched into the post. To Brianna Stewart, she tried to go one way, then she had to change direction, and she could never turn the corner and, frankly, took a terrible shot, like a falling down scoop shot. Great defense by Asia Wilson. When it mattered. Yep. And, I mean, the, the defense down the stretch was horrific, uh, but they figured figured out a way to, to tighten up when they had to. And I think that is kind of the signs of, you know, a, a, a championship-type team, a championship-level team of, hey, you're, you're not going to be perfect all the time. And I'm sure – uh, not, not. I'm sure. I know. I saw Becky Hammond was furious. There was like six possessions in a row of just wide open layups at the, at the rim, and she was letting them have it. And they figured it out. And and they obviously, you know, Chelsea Green made the shots, but she had to. But defensively, they were able to figure out a way to, you know, stop some of those easy drives to, uh, to definitely bother Brianna Stewart, who had taken over the game for a long stretch and had one of the better games we've seen in the playoffs in the WNBA, and. Uh, they found a way, and and especially on the road, that's important. Lloyd gets bumped, can't finish, loose ball, Vegas has it. 45 seconds to go. Vegas can take a two-possession lead. Here comes the screen from Williams. Gray, six to shoot, she wants it, she's got it! Chelsea Gray, a master! A oh, master! Ryan Rucco on the call. From ESPN, Rebecca Lobo on the broadcast as well, and that was another good defensive play for the stop. And frankly, the Storm's defense, at some point, you got to freaking bring someone up to help on Chelsea Gray. All she did was you know, dribble to the left, little crossover, get to the right elbow, and made a jumper. There was a hand in the face, but you got to get the ball out of her hands. You do, but I mean, that's the beauty of the aces, why they're so good. Or I mean, at some point, if you do that, now you're leaving the MVP alone. Someone else has to make a shot. Sure. It's just, it just gets so someone else has got to make a shot. And Chelsea Gray saw it like, hey, you're not going to double me? Then I'm going to torch you. Yeah. And if they do send the double, they're going to Asia Wilson and she's going to score on you. It, it's, it's why this team is so good. It's why the talent that they've put together 
has been so impressive uh, all all, se- all season long. Uh, why they've been the best team in the WNBA, why they why they have the number one seed, and why they're on the verge of potentially winning a, a WNBA championship. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Well, Las Vegas Aces move on to the WNBA Finals. Opponent TBD, we'll find out in a couple minutes from Willie Ramirez, who he thinks is going to be facing off against the Aces. But the scene last night in Seattle was awesome. Sue Bird, potentially in her last game, the crowd was raucous and you could just feel the energy afterwards as Chelsea Gray has this 31 point 10 assist game walks over to uh ESPN and and starts doing the interview and like she was emotional the interviewer's emotional it was crazy Chelsea you did something tonight that nobody's done in the playoffs before with your points and your assists but it was a huge shot with over a minute to go tie game how do you keep making these shots put the work in. I'm so proud of this group. It's it's been one hell of a season, man. It's been, it's been one hell of a season. I'm so, I'm so proud. I don't I don't I don't I don't know how it went in. I'm just glad it did. But you have had such an incredible playoff. It's one of the most historic we've ever seen. You you said you went to work after you weren't voted an all-star. What was the work you put in to be at the best you've ever been? I got in better shape. I got stronger. I got tighter. I got meaner. I got leaner. Everything. I just keep putting the work in. And I let my jobs be for myself. I work so damn hard, Holly, on and off the court. And I'm just glad we're able to go to the finals. It's been a long time coming so, for this group to Vegas to go back to the finals, man. Thank you, Chelsea. We'll see you in the finals. And shout out to Super. She's had a legendary freaking career. I'm glad I was able to win with her. A good way to put it. Legendary freaking career. Adam Hill, Steve Cofield, Willie. Willie is here at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Thanks for hustling over. I know you're freaking slamming and jamming today. So um, we'll get to the NBA stuff uh, after a break in a couple minutes, but I wanted you in here because you've been on the Aces all year long. You've covered the series, uh, the ins and outs. I was just saying the end of the game, and I know you were writing for some of it, but the end of the game, like you could feel all the energy in the building, uh, one for Sue Bird, but also that they just got to see an awesome game. Yeah, I mean, what's been amazing throughout the end of the regular season and, and then last night is, is you felt that same energy throughout, right? So when the Aces actually went to Seattle for Seattle's final home game, but they had one more, the final regular season home game for – it's kind of uh, ironic that the Aces beat Seattle final regular season home game and the final playoff game of Sue Bird's career. So – um, but you're definitely, you're right because it, it was also in every arena that you would, that they would televise in her finale on the road as well. Um, she's just such a beloved person, both on and off the court for everything that she brings, the character that she, she is in terms of, you know, just her, her persona and, and, and what she's done for the league, you know, in a transition from, from era to era. I mean, she's probably covered several, several eras or a couple of eras of other players and, Let's not let, let it get lost either. She She's a legend, but there was also another career that ended last night, and, and the poise and humility of Brianne January to sort of sit back and let Sue have her moments throughout this season. Bree put in 14 years in the league as well. So um, it's, it's Seattle is such a such a 
special franchise to this to the league on the whole. And having Sue Bird, a player like Sue Bird, has 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 just added to it. So we heard from Chelsea Sue Bird also with the big moment last night. It's hard to imagine this moment for you, Sue. The crowd is on their feet cheering for you. How do you describe what it's like walking off this court? Um, it's sad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, so thankful for 20 years here. I'm going to miss it so much. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm going to miss it. Um, I wish we could have uh, done a little bit more to get to the finals, but I'm so proud of this team this year. I'm so, so, so proud to be a member of the Seattle Storm. It has been my honor to play for this franchise, to play for these fans. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. As you walked off the floor for the last time here in Seattle, Sue, what's the legacy that you've left behind as they praise you in every moment? I mean, it's hard to say, I guess. I just hope um, the next person that comes in and plays point guard here can just keep the tradition going, keep the winning going, keep that championship level going, keep these fans happy. Um, same thing goes for the rest of the team as well, but I don't know. I, I hope uh, I hope I made everybody in here proud. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Holly. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. We got lots of the crew here at the Battleborn Broadcast Center. 5709000 is the number to call for legal advice, any kind of help. You want that auto insurance review, Matt Hoffman, Justin Watkins, and the folks here at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Before we get back to the Aces and a little bit of NBA talk, Willie Ramirez, Cofield, and Adam Hill. Have you guys been getting the text from Nevada Energy about powering things down from okay. five to eight? Triple text. Okay. Are you doing anything about it? No. I'm not at home. I got triple texted at the Raiders and nothing I can do. Do you not have remote control of your thermostat? No. What's it set at right now? 71. Oh, come on! <laughs> By the way, I knew the answer. I was oh, going to answer no. for him. <laughs> it was a discussion yesterday in the media room. I knew it was 71. Well, you'll make it home by like. Are you going straight home after this? Mm-hmm. What do you have it on in the winter? Seventy-one. Seventy-one. Is so, your is your house cooperating? You have people that you have. I mean, you have you run a hostel basically. I like, it's, I'm it's at, hot. I'm at like seventy-nine all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. You have a very uh, energy efficient house. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yesterday we cooperated, made the big sacrifice. We uh, we let it go at eighty Oof. until like I it was, it was a little steamy. Yeah. A little steamy, but you know, we're doing it for the greater good, man. It's 71 and uh, first world problems. Uh, the pool doesn't need to run 12 hours a day, so it, you know, they ask you to turn off your pool as well. They ask it for a lot of things to, to take place, not just the air. They're asking for you know, turn on plug the, in your electric car. Well, I don't have an electric I car, don't. but I turn, but everything else is turned off. We got the uh, warning, did you not open the fridge a whole lot, too? No, like I have, I have a freezer and two fridges, yeah. You know, unplug the fridge for a couple days. It'll be good. Last last forty eight hours. Well, no, just don't open it. Don't open it. Okay. Yeah. I, I could probably unplug the one of the refrigerators. We got the unplug uh, both. What, 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 like I can't survive a couple. Like what are we anymore? Can't survive without a refrigerator for day and a half. I think we got Power the, down. I think we got the notice. No AC in the uh, SoFi press box. Okay. So I think people were planning. Are like, okay, well, let's. Ooh, heat wave too. Yeah. Let's Have go. You checked uh, the weather. Shorts. What's the weather on Sunday? 
I think it's gonna rain Saturday, so it'll be humid and hot on Sunday. Nice. You know what's funny? I saw, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shout her out because I know uh, uh, you had her on the other day. Uh, Paloma from Fox Five retweeted a Berkeley you know weather chart, and she was like, "Ah, oh, what a relief!" Well, it, like the heat wave is still up north. I think it's gonna be. I thought it said low 80s or mid 80s in Berkeley. Like Adam, you know that area. Oh yeah, that's freaking hot for there. Brutal. Hmm. It was 114 in Sacramento yesterday, by the way. I saw. I saw. I know that's not the Bay Area, but I saw our buddy uh, Carmichael Dave on KHTK was saying at like nine o'clock it was 105. Sunday in LA, 80. Oh, okay, cools down. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, rainy on 97 Friday. 97 in LA is brutal. So the, so the humidity will be lovely. Yeah. A couple of years ago, when when Gorman was undefeated and they were opening the season at Modern Day. Grainy and I drove down there, and we sat in that press box at that stadium they play at. I kid you not, when we went to do the post-game video for the RJ, drenched, like shirt wet. It was, it was, it was nasty. And you guys saw what happened at San Diego State. They opened a new stadium. They oh, have yeah. no shade there. And if you'd ever, like, I don't, I think John didn't understand what I was saying, Von Tobel, because he hadn't been to Qualcomm. Qualcomm was a living hell. That Mission Valley location, if you were facing the wrong way in Qualcomm. You were dead meat. Yeah, like it could if you were be, up in the it, up in the upper deck, it was brutal. Adam, it could be seventy four degrees, and it was like the sun was so freaking strong. Yeah. You're like, I can't do this. So what they built? They built a smaller stadium. It doesn't have the high rise on the one side, so there's no shade in any of it. Yeah. And most of the San Diego State fans were just kind of loitering underneath the stadium, just be- trying to go in the freaking SDSU shop for some air conditioning. Thank, and the, and, then, and the line then the, got the, excessive. I sent out the story the other day, and people in Vegas were like, "Oh, too bad." Like yeah. it's it, 105 there. It's just different, folks. People were fighting to get into that uh, gift shop, and yeah. they had to stop people from going in. And then some of the vendors just started giving out water because they saw so many people pass out. Yeah. It was I, – I said the other day, I think it, it was Woodstock 99 uh, at, <laughs> at San Diego State's yeah. game. Uh, it was nuts. Well, and uh, Luckily, Fred Durst wasn't there to pour gas on the fire. True. And luckily uh, for and, – and there was no morons handing out candles. Uh, but luckily for uh, – for us, like as people who want to know these things and try to make sure that they're fixed, like TikTok exists now. And that was actually one of the things they talked about with Stock 99, that nobody was talking about these things. Nobody knew about them yeah. because you couldn't, there was no social media. They were locked down. So you couldn't like express yourself. So that was almost the, the destruction of the grounds, almost the way to say, hey, look what's happening here. Well, now you can just tweet about it or as somebody did post a TikTok video, which was amazing about how all the people were suffering at that game. So we've been waiting all day to talk to Willie. I know Willie's wanting to get on the air. So uh, last night you sent out a tweet, mm-hmm. and then it disappeared today. I know your phone got blown up. So what was the tweet about? So I've been sitting on some information that I had gotten some from sources that are affiliated with, I'll just say the league in general, the NBA uh, as a whole. And uh, so after the series that I got home, Adam and I were at a function last night, got home. I tweeted out that, per multiple sources that the the league the NBA wanted and I use that word on purpose wanted to announce plans for expansion to Las Vegas and Seattle during a Clippers trip to Seattle at Climate Pledge is it Climate Pledge yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of this month beginning of October and then following that coincidentally the Lakers are here so it's like the 30th the 3rd and then the 5th and the 6th Seattle Vegas, two different teams. Passed out right afterwards. Dead tired. I wake up at like 1.30 and I see a text from Adam. He's like, dude, 
you're famous. What's what's going on? You, you're at dinner tonight. You don't say anything. And and I was like, he goes. And so I look and I was like, oh, my God, like it, I didn't expect it to blow up the way that it did. I thought from a local standpoint, the way I worded it, I just didn't expect it. I wake up this morning and at my usual times. Right. And I start doing some work. My phones are always set to do not disturb. I look up and there's a miss, miss call and a text from the NBA from my guy at the NBA. So I finished doing what I'm doing. We got on the phone. We talked, caught up for a little bit, laughed. We, we, we talked about the tweet. I explained my side. He explained his side. Um, in the meantime, I got a phone call, a missed call from my people with AP. Now, in between all of this, what has to be understood is that, yes, when, you know, when you speak of pro sports in Vegas, Willie Ramirez, Associated Press is affiliated. I didn't tweet it out. I didn't as an Associated Press member. I didn't put AP source. I didn't put any of that. I tweeted it out as my own brand, WG Ramirez, right? As a freelance, I have many connections. When the summer league comes, I don't, uh, most of my money comes in freelance from other entities. So I did, I wasn't representing the Associated Press, but it was coming back on AP. So in a mix of, I would say, Two do um, a dozen to two dozen in between text messages and phone calls between the NBA and AP. Neither one of them ordered me or said we need you to or this take down the the, the tweet. The problem was that it was causing a stir because it was it it was seemingly representing the AP on one angle, and the NBA was denying what I had tweeted. Do I regret not calling the NBA and saying, okay, this is what I see. This is what I've heard. Is this mm, maybe, but I probably still would have tweeted it because just like in a story, if Adam's going to break a story, he says, I have sources that are saying this, the league has said, or I have sources that are saying this UFC has denied this or whatever. You're going to, you're going to at least clarify that. I was willing to clarify the tweet. Okay. And, and say, here's what I have spoken with. So on and so forth. I'm not a deleter. I don't like to delete. I feel it's a it, it's 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 a bad look. It would be a bad look on me. I wanted to quote the tweet or reply to my own tweet. But when I heard both sides, everything I they said, we can't force you to do anything. You're a free agent. You're a freelancer. I made the decision to delete it on my own. But and then when I wanted to clarify, several people involved said, if you turn around and now clarify and say in regards to a deleted tweet, it's going to rehash the whole thing and it'll spend the whole day again with more. So just let it ride out. A couple of people wrote some aggregated stuff and, and at some point it'll die down. It's, and, and I will say this, the representatives for the NBA were 100% cool. They did. It was, I found a little bit of a red flag in, in ways I was going to word the clarification tweet. And then they were like, well, maybe not this. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. If it's not true, why am I wording it one way or the other? So that's why the other reason I was like, okay, I'm not tweeting anything. Um, but they were they were understandable about it, AP. So that's the situation. Now, the one thing that came from the conversation with the NBA was, yes, those conversations have come up. Yes, those cities have come up. But Adam, meaning Adam Silver, has always stated that it'll be at the end of the current CBA. It was, it was wild. <laughs> it was a wild ride. So, so my favorite tweet, my favorite thing of the whole thing was was Adam quoting going, Willie Bomb, Woj who? <laughs> and I said, well, while Shams sleeps, Willie tweets. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good one. 
So what do you think? You think there's now you believe there's zero chance they could announce it at these exhibition spots? I don't think I don't believe anybody because and, and I said I don't to, either. I, I said I, directly I, I, to I, the NBA. I said this to my guy's ear in the phone. I said, look, I've been down this road before with the local with the local pro teams like in the Golden Knights, where they say one thing and then right. you, you you go out there and you put it out there what they've said, but then they turn around within a week, two weeks, a month, and it's complete opposite. Yeah. So Maybe they're just doing it to diffuse it. So I, it's just like it's like Brady, right? He wasn't happy with Schefter saying he's going to retire. Then Brady decides he's going to retire a week later. And now he's coming back. I'm just throwing these scenarios out there that they could be saying anything. And I don't know. I have no clue. What I do know is what my people told me with an affiliated resource through the league. And they they were saying that. Again, I didn't ever, and, and the tweet, Adam saw it, and you've probably seen the screenshot, did not say that they were going to do this. It said that, per sources, the NBA would li- or wants to do that. And I used that specific word on purpose, so it didn't say that they were going to do it. There was yeah. no plans of doing it that they wanted to, meaning that's what they were discussing. And trust me, going to the league and getting a comment and having the league tell you, that a story is inaccurate. Right. That's not. That's not reporting anything. Right. The league is going to do that. Right. So that's not countering it. a report. You're just going to a league source, and of course they're going to say no. They're of course they're going to say no because right. they want to keep this under wraps. So we'll watch this, you know, all summer and then in October. Well, it's almost summer's almost over, but in October. So we're what about a month away. Right. From and uh, less actually less than a month away from NBA exhibition games rolling out there and let it be known i'm not afraid like i said i'm not afraid in a month if it doesn't i'm not afraid to ever say i'm wrong i call when i had when i went through all this what did i do i texted you immediately steve i said hey for at least from the local people everyone that took it wild the national scene the bloggers i don't care i said for the locals i want to come on at some point today and at least explain because i am not afraid to stand on my own two feet and say here's what happened i deleted it yes and here's why and here's the situation i will never back down from any of that Marcus Arroyo radio show is coming up here on ESPN Las Vegas. Adam, I know you're tracking a massive news story. I don't even know if you're comfortable talking about this. This was a coworker, yeah. And what's happened in less than uh, you know this, this last week now, less than seven days, has been you know befuddling, gross, disgusting, and and for you guys, you know, it's 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 horrifying. It's very depressing. Yeah, it sucks. Um, I'll. There's things I want to say about the person that is currently wanted or something may have just happened at his house. I don't want to get into it. Right. There, there are reports that uh, Metro is at this Robert Tellis house. Uh, they did a knock. I guess there was no answer. And now apparently there's like somewhere between 12 and 18 Metro police cars. There's SWAT on the scene. There's ambulances. So we're following the story just like everyone else. It is clear out the media and the the homes around it so i don't know if they're i don't i don't want to speculate on what's going on um i want this person brought to justice i like i said i don't want to i don't want to say what i want to say about them i just hope that we can get closure of some sort um and i i think it's more important to say that uh jeff was one of i, I want to say one of the greatest journalists i've ever been around um his work speaks for itself i don't have to hype that up uh, I worked on, with him on some really major stories and uh, was always helpful with me and, um, you know, guiding me in the right directions and stories even that he didn't have anything to do with, that he didn't have to help me with, uh, that he was really cool about. And, you know, on a personal note, our 
the extent of our our outside work interactions have been that we've been in a fantasy league together for 10 years. And I know it, it sounds trivial. Um, we, I, I, I've been telling the story to like my family and friends and I know it sounds trivial. It's ridiculous, but we were arguing about a trade last week, every day, oh, no. kind of going back and forth. And it just sucks that like, that was the last, like we were, we were supposed to see each other Monday at the draft. And like, again, I know fantasy football sounds stupid, but we were supposed to see each other at the draft and it could have been like, Hey, that's behind us. We don't have to argue about it. It's stupid. It's silly. Stupid. We're dealing draft picks and, you know, players, whatever it's dumb, but it just sucks that that was kind of the last dealings that we had. And, uh, he'll be missed. And his, I'm glad that he left behind the work and legacy that he did because, um, it speaks for itself. It's impressive. It just really sucks that that's how it ended. Can I pull a Larry King here? Sure. Did we make the trade now? What was the trade? It, or do you want to wait to talk about it? I feel like this this is a what was in the seems, grocery bag moment. I mean, it seems... Can I move on to something else to cheer you up? It seems insignificant. Okay, I'll move on to something else to cheer okay. you up. Your boy, Pat McAfee, yeah. is going to be on College Game Day, which is, is interesting on this show because uh, JBT and I were just talking about College Game Day and also the, the Fox show um, yesterday, and John's like, I don't watch them, I don't care. I watch the college pregame shows and I watch kind of in between uh, when my day is a little more open. Like if I'm on the road waiting for a UNLV game, I will watch it. I'll get up early and I like to see the setting. I like to see where, you know, both uh, broadcast crews are. I mentioned yesterday that I watch Urban Meyer on Saturday and I'm like, I can't even believe this guy is back doing this. He's not good. It's not like he's, you know, he's not John Madden or freaking Romo. He's not Colin. He's not some unbelievable. You have to have him on there. So I don't know why he's back. It's uncomfortable. And then, the other the college game day was weird because they 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 had them talk about the college football playoff and Reese Davis wanted to get on a pedestal and kind of wag a finger at some things that are going to be lost because of that. Herb Street was like asking fact finding questions like, "Are they doing?" I'm like, "You know what they're doing." And that show and God love Lee Corso, but you know things have happened to him. He's not in great shape yeah. anymore. To have Pat McAfee on that show, I think is going to be fascinating. And I don't know how the existing personalities are going to deal with it. Because I think it's going to be awesome. He won't back down. <laughs> That's for no, sure. No. He'll go if there's an argument, he'll go after him and he'll make them defend it. He won't he won't just kind of leave it out there. Um, it's gonna be good. It's like I'm an unabashed fan, obviously. Like there's no there's no mistaking that. But uh, I think he's gonna bring a different energy. I don't know if it's gonna be enough to make me watch it. Uh, I probably will check it out more than I do now. Uh, but you're right. If you're on the road on a Saturday morning, like, you know, I know you can watch on your phone and that sort of thing, but options are limited in a hotel for the most part. So you throw on, yep. throw on game day and you watch it and check it out. And I, I, uh, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what he brings and um, the kind of life he kind of brings and look, he gets it. And he has a team around him that really gets it in terms of creating social content and just being content makers and creators, which is what this world is about. Now um, they will do some things that will absolutely uh, generate interest in that show. Get good, talented people. Like, he's one of the best in the yeah. biz, and there's no need to be jealous. The guy's burst onto the scene. Like you said, he's got a great supporting staff, and he understands what the heck is going on. And if he's into college football, the reason I watch him is I like the atmosphere. Like, I love the NFL, but I like I still like college football a lot. When you land on the ground somewhere and you're doing game day, and whether, you know, I, I'm not an Ohio State fan, I don't like their fans, but I can respect the fact that nine hours before the game, there's freaking 7,000 people sitting behind a TV set. It's wild. Yeah. It is. It's cool. And and the other thing is, we don't always get that out here. That was another discussion we had. You know, like all the excuses we want to make for 
uh, this state or California and the weather and there's other things to do. And like, you know, when you when you turn on these big games in the South and, you know, the the Midwest and there's 75,000 people on a 90 degree day and then you turn on UCLA and Bowling Green and there's a 90,000 seat stadium and there's freaking 8,000 there. Like we got to recognize there are pockets in this country that are crazy for college football. So if McAfee's going to bring more of that, the energy, freaking love it. He will. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about it. Anymore. I know he will. Willie, I really appreciate you coming over and explaining yeah. what was going on with the NBA. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to uh, Friday, Cofield Company, Hill and the Homies version. Yep. He and I are going to rock the Treasure Island. I'll uh, I'll be checking in on uh, from Berkeley at 5 o'clock. Did you want to announce anything about your Saturday show? Saturday, come on over after watching College Game Day. Come on over to Treasure Island. Me and Gooch, throw the flag. Got a big show on tap. We have confirmed Golden Knight. Keegan Colasar will be joining us. There Very may nice. be another show, um, another one. And then we also got Joe Reedy, covers the Chargers for AP to talk Raiders Chargers. Thanks to Battleborn Injury Lawyers for housing the show today. And a reminder, tomorrow, Cofield and Company, 2 o'clock start. That's the uh, next 16 Thursdays, 2 o'clock start. Silver 7, 77-cent beers during all NFL games. Then- 